your praise glory and honor, and we thank you for this day, the opportunity to be in the house of God with the people of God. We ask now, Father, that your word come forth. Use this, uh, this vessel according to your will, Father. Let my words and thoughts be all yours, Lord. May it go forth, and as your word says, it will not come back void. Open our hearts, Lord, enlarge our hearts. Let it take root and grow and produce the fruit that it is to produce at the time it's supposed to produce. That we may go forth into this dark and dreary world and be the lights of God to bring more men to you, to show them you, Lord, show them who you are. Father, I pray for our traveling mercies as we come and go today. I pray for our pastors. Keep your hand upon them. Keep them safe wherever they are today. Uh, Strengthen their bodies physically, emotionally, spiritually, Father. Strengthen them and bless them financially, we pray. Bless this church, Lord, as we stand here as the light in this community, in this city, Father. Let the people be drawn to the light that is you. Let us exhibit you, Father. In Jesus' precious and holy name, we pray. Amen. So, um, if I had to give this one a title, uh, I would call it God's Credit Plan. Grace. God's Credit Plan. And when I was very young, I learned about credit real quickly. I was in elementary school, and I obviously had figured out, somebody told me what credit was, so I was going to the candy shop and getting candy on credit. I was too young to understand that I was supposed to be telling my parents that they needed to send money to pay for that credit that I, debt that I had. And they sent a, ho- a note home to my mother, and <laughs> she questioned me about it, and we had a lesson about credit real early in life. <laughs> but I liked the candy shop. they give me free candy, <laughs> whatever credit was. <laughs> so I learned about credit real quick in life. <laughs> Ooh, the good and the bad of it. But God has a credit plan that is just awesome. It's His grace. It's His grace. And the only thing that He asks from us is faith. That's how we pay it back, through faith. We can never truly pay back what He has done, His Son, what His Son has done for us, the, the plan of salvation. But all He wants is our faith. Just faith in me and what I can do and what I have done for you. You know, his job there was done on the cross. It was complete on the cross in the resurrection over death. It was done. It was complete. He's not doing anything more. He's just now allowing us to walk in that grace and that mercy that has afforded us as through the cross into the grave, the resurrection of the grave. So I was reading in Romans chapter 4, if you'll turn to me, and this is where this came this message came to mind. And this was part of my daily reading. In this chapter, it talks about Abraham being justified by faith. Now, at the time of Abraham, we did not have the law. There was no law or what we call, you know, the the Old Testament. They were living this out. Abraham, though, was justified by his faith in, in God. In other words, God said, come out from under your people. He came out from among his people. He didn't even know where he was going. God said, just into a land that I will show you. To a land that I will show you. So Abraham packs up, leaves home, leaves his family, and just moves forward. And many times we look at our lives here, our every 
everyday lives, and that's what we're doing. We're just living life day by day. Yes, we have plans. We have, you know, jobs. We have school. We have family things. We have, you know, but every day we're soldiering through this dark, invisible world to show people God and his grace and the good news. You know, Jesus told him, said, go and tell people the good news. This is the good news that we have. It's his grace. Jesus crucified. And I was reading in the NIV version because when I, when I study and when I read, I like to look at it in different versions. I recommend that you have a Bible app if you don't have two Bibles. And look at them in two different versions. Now, the King James Version is what I grew up on. That's what I cut my teeth on. That's what I understand. But I love to look at the NIV, the Amplified, and the New Living Translations. Are they all complete? The NIV, the NLT, there you'll notice difference in things, and sometimes the difference is very significant. So always look at it in the King James or the New King James, and you might be surprised at how the differences is. But I was this time I was reading it through in NIV, and it was talking about how Abraham who is the father, because of him, we have what we have now. He's the father of many nations. God told him he'd be the father, not just of his children, but many nations. Abraham sojourned up to Mount Herod to sacrifice his son Isaac per the word of God. Per the word of God. That's how much faith Abraham had in God. He thought, well, he gave me this child that was the child of promise. You know, Sarah and I were way beyond the ages to even have children. And this was my promised child. And if if God tells me to take his life, he's going to raise him back up. I have faith that God will do only good things for me. Because Abraham's life was spent seeing that, the good. Even though there was evil abounding all the time, things were happening to Abraham all the time, he always chose the path that God sent him forth to. He always chose to do what God had told him to do. And that was the faith, and that was accounted to righteousness for Abraham. Just that. And that's before we had the law, and that's before we had, you know, what was given, uh, what we know today is the New Testament, or the Old Testament and the New Testament. But I want to go to... Romans 4. Let's look at 18. It says, Against all hope, Abraham in hope believed, and so because the father, and became the father of many nations, just as it had been said to him, so shall your offspring be. Without weakening in his faith, he faced the fact that his body was as good as dead, since he was about 100 years old, and that Sarah's womb was also dead. Yet he did not waver through unbelief regarding the promises of God, the promise of God, but was strengthened in his faith and gave glory to God, being fully persuaded that God had the power to do what he had promised. Verse 22, this is why it was credited to him as righteousness. Notice the word credited. That is only in the NIV. But that's what caught my attention a couple the word, the words, it was credited to him, were written not for him alone, 
but also for us, to whom God will credit righteousness, for us who believe in him who raised Jesus our Lord from the dead. He was delivered over to death for our sins and was raised to life for our justification. What is justification? Justification means that I have been made just, I've been made right in God's eyes through Jesus Christ. But did you notice that? It said it was credited to him as righteousness. And the, the words, it was credited to him, were written not for him alone, but also for us to whom God will credit righteousness. God has a credit plan. <laughs> the world has a credit plan. Our economy has a credit plan. We'll talk about that. Let's talk about credit. In the noun, a noun, of course, is a word used to clarify any of a class of people, place, or thing. Credit is the ability of a customer to obtain good goods or services before payment. Before payment. Uh, in, the accounting, in the accounting definition, it's entry recording a sum received listed on the right-hand side. Notice those words, right-hand side or column of an account. Those are called accounts receivables. Left-hand side was accounts payable, if my accounting, I remember correctly. But notice the right-hand side. We'll talk about that in a minute. And the verb, verb means an action. It's, you know, an action word. In the verb, the credit is a publicly acknowledgement someone as participated in a production of something. Publicly acknowledging someone as participant in the production of something. It is to add to an account. Add to an account. So think just for a second. In the world, we strive, we earn things, we desire things, we deserve things, we merit by merit. That means that we work to earn them, basically. There are very few things in this world that are given to you for free. If they are, there's a lot of strings attached, generally. Conditions that you still have to meet, right? Yeah. But in God's economy of grace, of grace, Grace was set forth in Genesis when he told the serpents that, you know, the fruit of her womb will bruise your head. You'll bruise his heel, but he'll stomp your head. I'll just use my own analogy, my own words for that. But it was already, the plan for salvation was already in place. God, then this was a surprise to him. His grace, you can see it all through um, the Old Testament, it, the law that was given, what we call the Ten Commandments, that was God's grace. He says, if you do this, then I will save you. You'll be my people, and I'll take care of you. That hasn't changed, save one thing, Jesus Christ. Jesus came, and he perfected grace. He was a perfect, he was a pure grace. Let's put it that way, he's a pure grace. The law was grace, but he was pure grace. In other words, he lived it out in the flesh for us who could not live it out in the flesh. 
so that we can have righteousness and right and to be justified in Christ. So let's let's read about that. John John one, John one, and and the reason why I want to give this to you today is because many times we account and we look at ourselves in the world's economy. I have to do this to obtain this. God says, I've given you grace. All I want you to do is believe and have faith. And I'm going to show that to you. But in John 1, we, we read where the Word became flesh, don't we? In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through Him, all things were made. Without Him, nothing was made that has been made. In Him was life. And that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. It talks about John, but it says John is not the true light. Go down to 14. It says, The Word became flesh and made His dwelling among us. We, we have seen His glory, the glory of the one and only Son, who came from the Father full of grace and truth. There's that word again. And truth, grace, grace. What what is grace? We know grace is the unmerited favor of God. What's unmerited? It means it's undeserved. I didn't work for it. I don't even deserve it. But I have grace. Who came from the Father full of grace and truth. Grace and truth. This is why it's so important to know God's word. To know about your Creator, to know about the Son that came and lived and died for us. All of this has purpose. All of this has purpose. The enemy doesn't want you to know that. The law showed grace, but Jesus came and fulfilled the law. 2 Corinthians 5 and 21. what we're doing is we are taking down the strongholds of the enemy. Taking every word captive to the truth of Jesus Christ. This is the truth. He was full of grace and truth. He was the living word. 2 Corinthians 5 and 21. It says, God made him who had no sin to be sin for us. So that in him we might become the righteousness of God. In him. That goes back to that faith thing. (laughs) Faith. Righteousness is the right relationship. This happens with salvation through faith and dependence upon Christ Jesus. Let's go to Romans 5. studying Romans for the last couple of days. Romans 5. It says, Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith, again, into this grace in which we now stand and we boast in the hope of the glory of God. 
do you notice that faith brought us into this grace, gave us, gained us access into it? Grace was already there. He was just waiting for us to, to use it, to take it, and then walk in faith in it. Romans 8 and 3 and 4, if you'll skip over a few more chapters. Is for, for what the law was powerless to do because it was weakened by the flesh, meaning our sinful nature, our flesh that we were born in because of the fall, God did by sending his own son into the likeness of sinful flesh to be a sin offering. And so he condemned sin in the flesh in order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fully met in us who do not live according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. That's the NIV version. King James Version says, For what the law could not do, in that it was weak through the flesh, God sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh, and for sin, condemned sin in the flesh, that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk, not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. For they that are not after the flesh do not mind the things of do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace, because the carnal mind is enmity against God or an enemy against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can. So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God, but ye are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit. If so, be that the Spirit of God dwells in you. Now if any man have not the Spirit of God, he is none of of his. We have the Spirit of God. He comes and dwells in us when we come to God and ask for forgiveness of sins. The Scripture says that they will come and make their abode with us, the Father and the Son. But we, so we have the Spirit of God living in us. We are justified. We have the grace of God promised to us. But all we have to do is walk by faith. Walk by faith. What is faith? What is a good definition of faith? If you look up in, in in your Google, if you just go to faith, it says, complete trust or confidence in someone or something. Complete. Total. Uh, the second definition says, strong belief in God or in the doctrines of a religion based on spiritual apprehension rather than proof. Hebrews 11 and 1. Let's read what the Bible says about faith. Hebrews 11 and 1. And I like... I like the NIV version of that. Now, faith is confidence in what we hope for. (laughs) It's just in what we hope for, right? And assurance about what we do not see. Confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what what we don't see. King James Version says, Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not 
seen. Confidence in what we hope for. Assurance about what we do not see. Faith. It's part of God's economy. By faith, I have access to this grace. I have access to this grace. Verse 6 of that same chapter, Hebrews 11, says, But without faith it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Man, I, I think that's strong. NIV says, and without faith, it is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. I see two two things there. Must believe that he is and believe that he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him or earnestly seek him. Faith. God's economy, God's credit plan. I don't know about you, but that's a credit plan I can deal with, I can have. I don't have to worry about no interest. I don't have to worry about a payment plan. (laughs) All I can do is walk around here and say, I believe, Father, you have forgiven me. I believe that all things are working for my good, even though I don't see it right now. I'm hoping for that, even though it's assurance of the things the Word says that I can have. I've just got to apply my faith. I have to sing a new song. God told me two or three weeks ago. He says, I'm doing a new thing. I'll tell you about it. He said, for now, sing a new song. Sing a new song. I was battling for my very, my very mind, my very soul. He asked me in the middle of the darkest time of my life to sing a new song. How do you bring that up out of yourself? You stop looking at you and you start looking at Him. It's that faith operating. Yes, I'm in the darkest time of my hours. I see the storm, I, I see the water coming in the boat. I see Jesus walking on the water. I see him coming my way. Because he never left me. He didn't forsake me. He's been there the whole time, but all I could see was the storm. I'm like, Peter, I looked at the wind. I looked at the waves. I took my eyes off the one that I needed to keep my eyes on. Ain't nobody else could help me. I wonder if Peter turned around and yelled back into the boat for help. I think sometimes we do that. (laughs) We go to the created instead of the creator. God's economy is not the world's economy. We look at too many ways and too many things of the world and how we're brought up and how we're raised, how we find our worth. It's in who we are, our education, or what we married, or how much money we make, or what this is and what that is. This world is going to be gone. My husband and I are going through 
and dealing with all the worldly things of a deceased loved one. Couldn't take any of it with them. Now it's just stuff. It's just stuff we have to deal with. Couldn't go to the next world with it. It had no eternal value at all. In this economy, maybe it did. But not in God's. Not in God's economy. It's faith. Are you washed in the blood? We used to sing that old song. Are you walking by faith? That's God's credit plan. I've given you grace. What's in grace? Mercy's in grace. Forgiveness is in grace. Joy's in grace. Love's in grace. Galatians 5, fruit of the Spirit, 5 and 22. It is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. It's everything that I need to walk this out. It's all there. I have it all in here. But am I going to allow it to walk? Am I going to allow that new song to sing even in my darkest hours? Am I trying to spend my time in in the economy of the world and make it work spiritually? It will not happen. It will not. How many of you have tried it? I've tried it. I have tried it. I have tried to walk by sight and not by faith. It does not work. Scripture says we are supposed to do the opposite. It don't make sense to people around you. It ain't never going to make sense to people around you. Even some of the godly people won't be able to see it because they don't know what's going on. They don't see that storm here. Sometimes they can see a little bit about here. God said, sing a new song. Sing a new song. Quit singing about your woes and your worries and and what might be and what has been and what could be and what this one did or what that one didn't do or what didn't go my way the way I thought it should go. Sing a new song. Sing the song of grace. Go out and be the witness that we were called to be. That's, That's how we do that, you know? Sometimes you go into places where you can't even speak the name of Jesus, right? (laughs) But they're reading something totally different on you. They're reading something different. The Bible says, Jesus told them before he left, he said, Go into and to all nations, baptize them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Make disciples. Teach them to obey everything I commanded you, and surely I'm with you always to the very end of the age. You know, there's a scripture that says he he sticks closer than a brother. That's pretty darn close, isn't it? But sometimes I start looking at the economy of the world and try to apply it to my spiritual life, and it doesn't work. God's credit plan is a heck of a lot better. Man, if I can just get up every day and walk in His grace and His love by having faith, having that access to grace through faith, isn't that what we just read? 
Romans 5. Let me just read it again. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, there's that faith again. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. There's a reason why you see in his name. Sometimes it's Jesus. Sometimes it's Lord in Jesus Christ. It reminds you of all that he is for you. Jesus was his humanity side. Christ was what he came for us to be. He, he's our Savior. And Lord is what he desires to be. Though through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. I love that when I read that. By faith. It's God's credit plan. It's grace. Grace is there. Grace was won thousands of years ago on the cross. Hell and, and death was defeated with the resurrection. He completed it all. Sin, death, hell, and the grave. It's all victory is ours. He says all you got to do is walk in faith. What does faith look like? What does faith look, faith look like? Faith looks like a person who's going through the worst times of their lives. And they're, they're walking with a smile, and you might even not know what's going on. There are so many times that you walk in this church, and if you knew, just knew a tenth of what is going on with the leaders in this church and their own personal lives and the attack of the enemy, probably would pass out. But they're walking in faith. They've got a smile on their face. And if you do catch a glimpse of what's going on, or if they happen to let you in on just a little bit saying, I need prayer, that's a privilege to hold each other up in faith. The Bible says if two agree upon one thing, it will be done. That's scripture. That's a promise. So don't be ashamed to come and ask for help. Because we can walk this out together. It's a reason why Paul says, I have run the race. <laughs> this is no piece of cake. The enemy knows who you are. He knows what you can do. He spent enough time with God to see glimpses of things. And he's been on this earth long enough to see what a man and woman of God can do. There was a gentleman that my husband follows who is a, a prayer warrior in this nation. And they were praying in the Capitol recently because of the critical law that was being looked at for abortion. And he says, we were in a room in the Capitol, in the, in the, I think actually in the White House, and they weren't praying aloud, but they were grouped together and they were praying together. And said a woman that they didn't even know walked into the room and told them, this is my state. I own this place. It was the enemy speaking through a woman to them, letting them know he's very territorial. Don't think he don't know who you are. He don't think he don't know what power you possess. Because he does. But it's that walk of faith. 
walk of faith, what does faith look like? Faith looks like joy and love and peace despite the uh, the circumstances. It's long-suffering. It's someone who's gentle and good even in the hardest times of their life and especially in the great times. And it's someone who's meek and temperance, who speaks life despite what's going on, who speaks the word of God who claims what God's promises are, and yes and amen, they are. Someone who has mercy. Someone who has been covered in the blood of God, of Jesus Christ, our Savior, whose sins have been walked away. Am, are we perfect? No. Are we perfect? No. You can sit and listen to any of us, and especially our pastor, and he'll tell you, I am not perfection. I am just doing this every day, minute by minute second by second. My husband and I were having a conversation and he said, you know, you look at people and you look at their past and and it's easy to get a little different until you realize that, hey, you've broken all ten of the commandments too. I said, yep. Except for grace. We've got grace. But we're just people living in an economy don't apply the world's economy to God's economy because he operates in grace he operates in mercy he operates in love he, we love him because he first loved us it was from the beginning the plan went into effect in the garden was it a surprise to God? no he knows all I know the plans I have for you. So scripture, we love to quote, isn't it? Are we walking it out by faith? God's economy is different than the world's. Don't allow what you know about the world's economy to apply to God. He doesn't care about your past. He doesn't care about what you did yesterday and you filled him. As long as you've got it covered under the blood, it's gone. He says, I remember it no more for my own sake, he said. The enemy likes to come back and remind you every day, doesn't he? As soon as your eyes are open, or as you're trying to lay down at night is when I battle the most. He likes to remind me, still my peace, my joy, all the things that maybe I just didn't do right that day. So I'm quick to have a come to Jesus. Because I don't know about you, I need peace. And I know that I have grace. I have that credit. Jesus paid it on the cross. And I bring it to him and I say, here you go, Lord. Here's my sin. And he gives me grace. And I walk away with that grace in hand, but I have to walk away in faith knowing that what I just did covered it all. I don't ever have to mention it again. He says, I remember it no more for my own sake. People are watching you. You call yourself Christian. Let them see that faith walk. Sing that new song, despite the circumstances. When God gave me that two or three weeks ago, I went to work within a few days and things started changing at work. I'm going to say for the better 
see how the change could go bad. But I'm trying not to concentrate on that. I'm thinking in faith that it's going to work to the good, whether I'm still there or not in six months or two months or three months or two weeks or two days. I don't know. But I'm walking in faith, and I'm going to sing that new song because God's economy, all he wants me to do is show my faith in him. And what he said was true. I told you I wouldn't keep you very long. I want to encourage you today. Don't apply the economy of this world of what you think of striving to make things right, striving to be perfect, striving to... Not that I'm saying that you shouldn't do all those things spiritually, but the grace is there. He's equipped you to overcome. Sin no longer reigns. It's It's a promise. We no longer have to be slaves to sin. It has no authority over a child of God. Sin does not. You take the authority of Jesus Christ and the blood and you tell it to go. And you walk in faith that God has strengthened you and given you the power through Jesus Christ to do what you need to do. Don't apply the world's credit plan to the spiritual world. His is grace. And all I have to do is walk in faith.